0: Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. Our goal is that this message builds your faith and gives you hope. Enjoy the message. Turn with me to the book of Acts, chapter 14. Turn around to your neighbor before you do that and tell them God has something good for you today. I love being a part of an exciting church. How about you? That's four exciting people. Excited people. I love to be a part of an exciting church. People that love God, people that are hungry for the Word. Are you hungry for the Word today? We've had God do so many things. This past week, God baptized two people in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Miraculously, we've been seeing people water baptized, people giving their lives to the Lord. Uh, it's just an amazing time. We're in a series called Stand Up right now. We're in a series called Stand Up. And sometimes you just have to have that tenacity and that boldness in your life to, to stand for what's right and stand for what you believe in. And if there's ever been a time to stand for what you believe in, it's right now. More than trying to make your voice known on Capitol Hill, it's more important to make your voice known on Galgotha's Hill, Right? On, on heaven's hill, on, in, in God's, God's ears. And what really changes things is prayer. Prayer really does change things. And so today we're going to be talking about this subject. We're going to be talking about just being bold in your life and just recognizing when change needs to be applied and change needs to be infused, that it's not up to someone else more than it is yourself. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to a portion of Scripture. This was the Apostles Paul first, his first missionary journey. The Apostle Paul had about three missionary journeys, but in this one, he came into a, a, a crippled man, a lame man. And Acts chapter 14, verse 1, begins to tell us about what happens. And the Scripture says that in the New King James, now it happened in Iconium that they went together together to the synagogue of the Jews and so spoke to that great multitude both of the Jews and of the Greeks believed but the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brethren therefore they stayed there a long time speaking boldly in the Lord who was bearing witness to the word with his grace granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands but the multitude of the city was divided part sided with the Jews and the other part sided with the apostles and when a violent attempt was made by both the gentiles and the Jews with their rulers to abuse and stone them they became aware of it and fled to Lystra and Derbe cities of, Lyca- of Lycaonia Lycaonia and to the surrounding region and they were preaching the gospel there And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking, Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice. I want you to repeat this after me. Are you ready? The apostle Paul said with a loud voice, stand up. Straight Straight. on your feet. feet. Did it say the Apostle Paul begged him? Did did the Scripture say he kind of was courteous in in the sense of being, didn't want to offend him, so he said, hey, would you please stand up? The Apostle Paul was bold in that one moment, but out of that boldness, The scripture says, "And he leaped and walked." Someone say results. I want results. Say, I want results, God. I want some results. Turn to someone and tell them. Sometimes you just have to be bold. Give God one more hand clap of praise and tell Him, I'm ready. God, I'm ready for the Word. I'm ready for you. And you can be seated this Sunday morning. Thank you so much for standing and honoring God's Word. It is so good to be in God's house. Let me, uh, let me move forward so we, can, so we can set you on your way. You can be weak and have faith at the same time. It's okay. You can have faith and you can be weak at the same time. In fact, that's where faith looks for in opportunities is our weaknesses. All weakness is is an indication to tell us where God's power is needed. All weakness is is just an indication for you and I to recognize where we need God. And there isn't one person who, deals, who doesn't deal with weakness. We all deal with weaknesses. I have weaknesses. You have weaknesses. I can, you can point out my weaknesses. I can point yours out all day long, all day. But the truth is, is that when we start to recognize that there's a solution for this and there is a way for us not to remain the way we were. I love this portion of scripture. I I love it just to hear about the Apostle Paul and his boldness. He really was the real deal. I mean, he he was the guy who who just simply, you know, had had this tenacity about him. He had this attitude about him as well he was so strong in what he believed he didn't care about offending anybody you know and i don't think you need to be rude right because you share the word of god being rude no one's going to listen to you but when you were anointed to stand in front of an audience or stand in front of a a people in church or maybe God's graced you with an opportunity to talk to somebody and they want to hear they want to hear the truth and they want you to speak plain and they need to hear it. And, you know, his circumstance was he saw people that really needed God, and he felt an urgency. He said in one portion of Scripture, he said it where, you know, I myself would wish that I could be exempt from God, that Israel may be saved. He, he thought that way. He really wanted to just see God's people saved. And, well, he's in a region, and he's traveling. And he went from his location where he was in Antioch, and he went and up to the region, uh, there were two Antiochs that he had vi- actually visited. And the one on the north was actually higher above the region of, of Lycaonia. And when he left there, he went, and he went to Lystra, and then he went to Derby. Now, these towns were, were, his, were his point of, of travel, and God did something. He, he was so effective that people actually followed him in his path to find him because they wanted to kill him. And if you read it and do studies on this, and you'll find out that in history it tells us, and even in the book of Acts, that they actually, after this miracle that was performed, after the apostle Paul had spoken to this crippled man, the apostle Paul was taken. They captured him. They stoned him, and they thought he was dead, and they threw him outside the city. But God spared his life. God spared him, but guess what he did when he got well? He went straight back to the people he preached to. He went straight back, and he appointed elders and found pastors, and he established churches. This guy was bold. This guy was was the real deal. Do you know any bold people in your life? Maybe you know some people that get on your nerves, but do you know any people that are bold? (laughs) Uh You know, believe it or not, you're actually bold. Bold. Believe it or not, you have a boldness about you. I mean, when you really believe something, or let's say you really are are considerate towards someone else's well-being, and let's say something you know about you want to help somebody with, or let's say that you recognize someone's in danger, and wouldn't you be bold enough just to tell them you're going down their own path or there's something there that you don't know about just to see? Your, your family, your children, or your friends saved and, 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 and see them not hurt, wouldn't you step in the way and say, hey, don't go down that path. There's something better when you know it's a dead end. How many of you believe that? How many of you believe that? You, you know, I found that in, in order to be bold with someone, you have to care, you have to love, and you have to have their best interest at heart. And sometimes you just can't force it on somebody. But let me tell you something. There is someone in your life that will receive you. There is somebody in your life that will hear you. Whether it's your family or your children, they will receive you and boldness needs to be expressed in those areas. And when I say boldness, I'm not just referring to being loud, and I'm not referring to being rude, and I'm not referring to doing anything outside of the love of God, but I am referring to having faith and having passion. (laughs) Having faith and having passion. If moms and dads, if if there's anything we need to be with our children concerning God and concerning His Word and concerning His Spirit, is that we need some passion and boldness in our life. We need passion in our homes, passion in our hearts, passion in our families. We're passionate people. I'm going to tell you, you come eat at our house, we don't chew more than twice. That's all right. We. Somebody told me the other day they recognized something about our eating habits, and I thought it was funny. They said, "Y'all, Riveras, man, y'all, y'all eat fast." That's been our life, and I said, "That's been our life, man. We've had to, so many things going on. We've had to hurry up and get it done. We got something. We got to go. I ain't got time to sit down and eat. Just give me a taco, man. We're gonna go. Hit it." He said, "I recognize that you guys, chew a little bit, push it to the side." choose some more, and just begin to alternate then, just (laughs) keep on going. I never recognized that. We're passionate. I mean, you know, we're passionate about life, passionate about things that we believe in. But I'm very passionate about the love of God. I'm passionate about the Spirit of God. I, I, I mean, how many of you feel the same way in your life? You wouldn't be at church if you weren't passionate about God yourself. You didn't come here because you just wanted to be entertained, right? You didn't come here because it's just so freezing cold and you have no AC at home. You came here because you have a passion inside of you. You have a passion inside of you, and you want that passion ignited, and you want that passion to live on. Well, you know, we all carry weaknesses, and we all are not, aren't exempt from life, but but when God begins to move in your life, you have to take a stand, you have to just be bold about it. And so in this circumstance right here, it just blows my mind who when the apostle Paul came into Lystra, and he was there ministering that he saw a guy that the scripture says that from his birth he had been crippled and lame from his birth. All of his years. From his childhood, he had saw nothing but weak legs. He had heard nothing but pity from other people. I want you to think about this just for a moment. He had heard nothing but pity. People had pity on him. They knew he was the guy that couldn't walk. He was the guy that was born that way. They were used to seeing him that way. And so You know, it works on your mind. And I've found that there are two, really two effective avenues to get to your mind. That's what you hear and what you see. And all his life, he had seen himself cripple, and he had heard everyone else's voice his entire life. What's amazing to me is that he only heard the Apostle Paul one time that we know of. And just by the sound of one man's voice, And there was an engagement between the two. The apostle Paul discerned it. He looked at the man and said he knew that he had faith to be healed. He knew it. And when he knew he had faith to be healed, to him it was an open door. When you know somebody's open to what you have to say, some of you won't cut back. Some of you just let it all out. I know some of you, like some of me. <laughs> sometimes we shouldn't say some things, right? But silence is golden. Sometimes I wish I would have never opened up my mouth. And certain, like I made mistakes. I'm not perfect, but I know now wisdom's taught me when to keep my mouth shut. But wisdom has also taught me when to open up my mouth. Amen. Somebody's got to say something sometimes. Somebody has to speak to your family. Somebody has to speak to your friend. Somebody has to speak to themselves. Because you hear your voice every single day. You may not be around anybody, but if you happen to say something, you'll hear your voice. And when you hear your voice say something, guess what? Self begins to believe it. And this guy heard the apostle Paul, and he knew, he perceived he had faith faith to be healed. And the apostle Paul said with the boldness, he didn't say, sir, could you please stand up? Would you mind if you, how do you feel? I had a brother who had cancer, you know, and he to hate it when I asked him, how do you feel? He'd always look at me and go with my hands, stupid. That was my brother with my hands. Stop asking me how I feel. Stand up, what he said, stand up to your feet, on your feet. That's kind of a bold request, isn't it? He could have thought in that one moment, you mean the feet I've been tucking under my behind and my legs and hiding under the chair and hiding under the pillows my entire life, the chair, uh, those those legs? the legs that I've never trusted in, the legs I don't have any muscle in. Think about it. If those muscles have never been used, he was frail. He was frail his whole life. So he had to face something and accept something contrary to what he saw. This is where you and I get locked up. This is what hinders you and I most of the time. We have faith according to what we see. We believe according to what we hear. But, you know, you have a choice. You and I have a decision to make. You and I have to make up our mind. In fact, let's make up our mind right now. From this day forward, how many of you would agree with me right now? From this day forward, we are not going to listen to everyone else's criticism. From this day forward... We are not going to go by simply what we see. From this day forward, I am not going to give in to the negativity I hear all the time. From this day forward, I'm going to see through the eyes of faith what God wants me to see. Somebody say stand up. Come on, somebody say stand up. From this day forward, I am only going to believe what God has for me. Yes, yes, yes. Say with me from this day forward. This day forward things are going to change. Give God some praise. Come on. So he said it with a loud voice. The only point I'm going to give you today, and the only thing I want to share with you is this: nothing changes till you stand up. Nothing. You have to fight every present circumstance that you are currently in right now. It's hard for us to stand up sometimes because you haven't stood up in years. But there is somebody telling you, not asking you, there is somebody telling you stand up and get past what you have been wrestling with. Get past your weaknesses. Get past what you don't have. Get past your financial issues. Get past your relational issues. Get past everything from the past. Get over the past. Stand up on your feet and give God praise. Stand up on your faith and give God some praise. Stand up on your love and give God some praise. You can't wait for somebody else to get you up. you got to get up on your own and stand up sometimes. My Lord, thank you, Lord. You have to get up on your own. Nothing changes in your life until you stand up. Can you imagine what everybody saw after the Apostle Paul was there? I just don't, I can't, I don't understand it. Why did they want to kill him? One of the reasons why, when his missionary journey was, he went to a place, and there was a soothsayer there. There was somebody that was involved with witchcraft, and they were just speaking their future, and they, they were soothsayers. And he cast the demon out of that individual, and the business people and everyone else lost their, 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 their person, their, their prophet, their palm reader. And when, when Paul cast out that spirit, they were upset because that's where they were getting their wealth from. Because all the regions that Paul was in, they, they, there was, they were nowhere near the gospel, okay? They were pagan pagan people. They were people who, who had never heard about Jesus, and it was all new to them. Some people wouldn't receive it. They just were so caught up in knowledge, all they wanted to do was debate. And Paul couldn't minister to them. But in this place, in Lestra, there was one man, one man who believed because his desperation, his circumstance called for it. Until you, let me just suggest this. I suggest to you that I believe that you ought to get desperate to see a miracle and to see God work in your life. Desperation for someone who is tired, who is fed up, who is sick and tired, who keeps on being... Bothered by the same problem every single week. Well, I can't stand them, man. I don't, I don't like them. I don't want to go around. I don't want to be around that person. I, I love my job, but I hate those people. I love my family, but I just can't stand them. Oh, don't act holy with me. don't you? I love my family. Sometimes I don't like my family, but I love my family. And you have things, we have things that are there that we just live with because we haven't had the boldness to say to the circumstance and say to ourselves, let's stand up. We're better than that. We are not that we're not going to succumb to that. We are not going to fall into that. We are not going to believe that. We are not going to agree with that. I don't think you don't have to agree with every everything everyone says it doesn't make you a christian if you don't i'm telling you right now sometimes you just have to be bold enough and say no i don't believe that the word of god says this that may sound religious but you got to believe something or you'll fall for anything you got to believe something what are you going to believe I've learned throughout the years that the Word of God has never left, He's never steered me the wrong way. The Word of God has always led me down the right path. It's helped me make sound decisions to stay stable, to be constant. I'm predictable. I don't mind being predictable. I will tell you that I'll be here next week. I'll be here next Sunday. I'll be here the next Sunday. I'll be praying tomorrow. I'll be praying tonight. I'll be praying Wednesday. I'll be praying Thursday. I don't care. I'm predictable. But I'm going to tell you, I'm stable. If there's anything you have in your life to, to, to honk your horn for, if you will, is the fact that you have stability in your life. You are stable. You are here. You're in the house of God. You, you really you have a relationship with God. Don't let, the hell, don't, let, don't let hell try to tell you that you're unstable. You're not unstable. Find something that you do every single day, and that's where you can start. If you can do the same thing every day, you can add to that routine and do something different. If you have a hard time staying consistent with God, listen, just get a desire for God and just build on that desire. It's not hard to do, but until you stand up, nothing else is gonna change. Nothing else is gonna change. Until you look at your own legs and say, you're not gonna stop me, whatever your legs may be. So let me ask you a question. What is your weakness or your excuse From walking and leaping with joy in your life, with peace in your life, with love in your life, with power in your life, identify your legs. Where are you crippled? Where are you crippled? Because you got to make up your mind that I am not going to allow that or this to stop me from being happy. I said happy. Some of you need to be happy. Some of you are so sad. uh, You you can rent yourself out for a, a. Oh, forgive me, Lord. Pity part of the clown. There's no reason for you to be that way there's no reason not to be happy. When's the last time you've had real, real pure joy? When's the last time you had real peace of mind? When's the last time? I'm not talking about, you know, because sometimes our issue for that and and resolution for it is not to care. I don't care. That's not going to fix anything. You have to face some things sometimes. You have to allow God to work on these things. So because, listen, if you never deal with these things in your heart, they're always going to be there and they're always going to haunt you and they're always going to come back at you and you have to go back and deal with it again. I say, face the music. I say, look at hell right in the face. I say, look at your problem right in the face. I say, and I'll encourage you to be bold enough to look at it and never let it intimidate you. The Apostle Paul wasn't intimidated. He was excited. He looked at him and he said it, get up. Get up from where you're at, stand up on your feet. And he leaped up and he walked and he skipped. What did everybody else say to that? When they did this, when this happened, guess what happened there in that town? Because they were, they were heathens and pag- pagans and they worshiped other gods. Listen to what Acts chapter 14 and verse 14 says. Acts chapter 14, look what happened. And believe it or not, I'm almost done. This will be our record today. And when the, and the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, heard this, verse 14, when they heard that, that the people, they were fixing to sacrifice animals to them, and they made them gods, Mercury and Venus. They named them, and they called them gods, and they were fixing to sacrifice to them. But when the apostle Paul heard this and Barnabas, they tore their clothes, ran in among the multitude, crying, and saying, Man, why are you doing these things? Men, what's going on? What are you thinking? We also are men the same of the same nature as you. We are just like you. Repeat this after me. Paul was no different than me. Maybe the Apostle Paul had something. Well, he had something. He had the same thing you have. He had the same God that you have. He had the same experience that you have. He said, hey, don't sacrifice animals to me. I am just like you. And he said, and preached to you. I'm the same as you and preach to you that you should turn from these useless things to the living God who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all things that are in them, everything. And he said the reason why you're doing this is because you've never seen this before, but I'm here to tell you that there is a God and God is real and God created all things and God can do for you what he did for him. I'm no different than you. And that's what I want to tell you. The pastor of the church is no different than you in the sense of his relationship with God. I don't have superpowers. I don't have any special privileges. I am anointed to do a certain task. God has graced me to carry out the responsibilities of his will in the earth and his church and pastor. But you have the same ability. You have the same giftings. You have the same God. You have the same things when it comes to power authority, faith, love, hope. You have everything necessary to do what God's called you to do. The only thing you lack is boldness. The only thing you lack is just a voice. The only thing that you lack is looking past your weaknesses and saying, I am going to be more. I am an overcomer. This is not the rest of my life. It is not always going to be this way. God has something better for me. You need to say that. God has something better for me. God has something. In other words, you and I have the same authority and power in our life and to see every crippled thing, every lame thing, every area, and to see it stand up. So, again, what do you need to speak to? That's the point. When I pray for people now, when I pray for people that are sick, I don't really just, I don't ask God. I speak to whatever area of their body is sick. God said, go out and heal the sick. That's what that means. He said, now you can pray and ask God to heal, and it'll, it'll happen. Pray for the, Let the elders pray for the, ch- the people of the church. And, and that's why we have this up here, that moment during worship. But whenever it comes to you being being set free, it's going to be your voice, or the voice of someone else that you believe has something in their life. I, I don't ever want to be caught in a present circumstance or a circumstance in the future where where if my children ever needed something from me, faith wise, I, I don't I don't I'm not interested in trying to leave them, uh, you know, a, a dozen rent homes or anything else. I am more interested in leaving them a legacy of prayer, of faith, of worship, of things that they can tangibly grab a hold of. And I don't ever want to be caught without that ability to look at them and to say, you can do it. Get up from where you're at. Don't stay right there. Keep moving on. Wipe yourself off. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Get up from where you're at because God is greater than your problem. God is greater than your circumstance. God is bigger than your devil that you're facing. That's what you need to recognize. When you deal with people sometimes, most of the time, you're not dealing with people that have bad attitudes or have agendas or don't like you that are just doing it within themselves. There are spirits behind that sometimes, and you have to learn how to have authority over those things and let God deal with those things that are against you. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes his enemies even to be at peace with him. Why? Because every spirit that is behind those, those, those closed doors, every spirit that's behind the curtains that's trying to put this drama on in your life, God has the ability to drive them out of your life. And he can do it like that. He can do it like that. It doesn't take God long to do it. It doesn't take God long. God doesn't strain. God doesn't sweat like me and you, like especially like me. Pray for me. I don't know what in the world's going on. God doesn't sweat like you and I. God just simply speaks a word in your life and it is done. Start believing. Start receiving. Start allowing God to do something in your life. Come on, Haley. Here's what the scripture says in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. The scripture says this. Now to him, we've we've quoted this so many times, but look at this. Now to him who is able to do what? Say it out loud. Exceedingly. Exceedingly. What's the next one? Abundantly. Above all. That we what? That means that every time you ask, God says, I can do better than that. Don't limit God. We don't need to limit God. What are you thinking? What do you want God to do? God says, I can do better than that. But here's the kicker. Are you ready? What does it say? According to what? That's where? You mean me? Turn to your neighbor and tell him he's talking about you. That word is talking about you. The Bible says that you can see your crippled state in the back rear view mirror. You want to know why the rear view mirror is so small and your windshield in your car is so big? Because that's the way it should be in life. Your view of your past should be smaller than the view of your future. Always. but let's have a shift of a par- let's have a paradigm shift here today. Let's start, let's start believing that what God's given us and who we are in Christ and everything that God has put inside of us is greater, is greater, is greater than anything God can do. I want to throw in a little commercial real quick. I know this is probably an awkward place to put this, but how many more tickets do we have to, to sell those pur- that purse? We only got 12 more tickets to sell that purse. I want you to stop by there and take a look at that Louis Vuitton purse back there. Tell your friends about it. Take a picture. Send it out. Let's get rid of that purse in Jesus' name. How about that? Let's just do that. Now, I had to do that because I want to keep my word to you. But I want to tell you that your state of mind, your state of mind will always, always be determined. By how you see yourself your state of mind will always be determined by how you see yourself and i want to throw this in there and this is almost this is food for thought but if you want to be skillful in prayer you have to be skillful in the word you have to and you have to agree and know what the word of god says about you and your position in christ when you pray you're not just praying earthbound prayers you're praying heaven-bound prayers and heaven is working in the earth and angels are being released on your behalf And you have to start confessing what God said you were in him. You are now at the end of Matthew after all the lineage of Jesus was mentioned. After Jesus is mentioned, that next legacy and that next generation is you and I. The generation continues. And we are now part of the family of God. And we are now part of the royal priesthood. And we are now here with royal blood in our veins. And you are somebody. You're not just anybody. You belong to Christ Jesus. And God's children were never meant to be crippled. God's children were never meant to be spiritually crippled. God's children were never meant to live in depression. God's children were never meant to be poor and lack in their life, to have it in there. They were never meant to be that way. God is a God of abundance, and he can do whatever you ask or think above that. According to the what power in us. So what do we need? We need faith in the power of God. We just need to believe that God can. how many of you believe that God can? Thank you for listening to the Covenant Life Center podcast. If you enjoyed today's message then subscribe and follow us on social media at CLC Victoria. Connect with us by visiting our website, clcvictoria.org.